the Stirpod Network from the University of Stirling Podcasting Society. Find out more at www.stirpod.co.uk. Hello. My name is Ed Conway. I am the president for 2122 for Stirpod, your university podcasting society. Just before we begin, I wanted to first warn you that there are some technical difficulties on the night, but it is still great content and I do recommend you have a listen before you go to the polls on Monday and Tuesday. I am pleased to present, and Stirpod is proud to present, the University of Stirling Politics Society Alternative Student Union Hustings 2022. Welcome to uh, the 2022 um, Politics Society Alternative Hustings. First in-person Alternative Hustings in two years, I believe. Uh, So, you know, let's have this as the beginning of a new era of uh, democracy at Stirling University. Um, So... My name's James, I'm the treasurer of uh, Politics Society, and let me introduce to you tonight uh, your hosts for this evening. Um, first of all, all the way from Helsinki, Finland, we have Laurie! And secondly, all the way from Denny, we've got Amy! So, just a few little points of housekeeping before we get stuck into this. Now, of course, these sort of things, you know, uh, they can get a bit feisty at times, but please, you know, keep it pressing, but please remain civil. Uh, Be nice. uh, Consider, you know, uh, how you would like to be questioned. You know, we want these candidates to be challenged. We want them to be pressed. But, you know, uh, we want you to be nice. So, please be nice. Um, and then, uh, a second of all, a little housekeeping, this is more specifically for the candidates. Um, so how we're going to run this evening, uh, we're going to have you make a short two-minute introduction uh, to sort of uh, say what you're about, uh, what you uh, want to do, you know, just sort of really do with the time what you want. And then we'll move on to um, some questions, both from our hosts and also from the audience. So I'll pass you to my two fantastic hosts this evening, and let's all have a good time! Right, without a further ado. Oh, it's not working. No, no, it's for the recording. Oh, is it? So put it down. <laughs> without further ado, let's introduce our candidates. I'm afraid we only had, we had two people drop out, but we've, uh, they've recorded a video for us to watch. Uh, one is from Louis, and the other one's from... From... Murray, yeah. <laughs> Um, James, you want to play the video? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Just like the, let's get them out of the way. So, first, first off, we have Murray for sports president. 
evening, everyone. Hi there. I'm Murray Bushell. I'm a fourth-year student studying sports studies, and I'm running to be your next sports president. Firstly, my apologies. I can't be there tonight. I know all my other candidates are looking forward to tonight, and from what I've heard, tonight is one of the more fun aspects of the campaign trail. However, I'm coaching the Women's Ones goalkeepers in our important Scottish Cup tie against Falkirk. On top of my coaching, I'm the Men's Football 2's captain and club secretary. In my first year of the football team, I played for the fifth team. I'm now in my fourth and final year and the Men's 2's captain. By November of my second year, I'd played for every team at the club. This proves two things to you all. I'm hardworking and I'm dedicated. My, my manifesto has been shaped by what I've seen in my time at the club and it's little things I think I can improve in the sports union. These include mental health, coordination between clubs, value for money, inclusivity, and putting students first. If you want to read my manifesto and how I plan to implement these changes, you can check it out on the Sterling Union website or on my Instagram page, Murray for Sports President. This is a page which will be more active in the run-in to Monday and on the election. If you have any questions for me, please do not hesitate to ask me them. Murray for Sports President, I'm more than happy to answer them. I'll get back to you as soon as I see it. I'll leave you with two little quotes before you enjoy the rest of your night. The first one, I never see you out of your football stuff. They may have a point there. Secondly, if you ever see Murray in the library, he's not doing uni work, he's sorting football. That proves my final point to you. If elected on the 14th of March, I promise you now, I'll be hardworking and I'll be dedicated. I'll do everything I can to make sport at Sterling thrive. So thank you for listening to me. I hope you'll enjoy your night and I'll see you all soon. Thank you. Uh, next off, we have Louis. Louis for President of the Union. Hi, Politics Society. I'm Louis, and I'm currently running for Student Union President. Unfortunately, I could not be at the Alternative Austin, which I'm really sad about, but I have worked during those hours. But I still want to reach out to you guys and make this quick video and tell you why you should vote for me on the 14th of March. Uh, if you believe in uh, more inclusive and diverse, or if you believe that the university should be more inclusive and diverse, and and you don't just believe that those two words should only be used as buzzword, um, vote for me, because I'm working on a lot of projects that are trying to make the university more inclusive and diverse. Um, I'm the current president of the African Caribbean Society, and we're working on a fashion show which is going to hire black and brown designers and across the UK, and which will help um, to showcase the beautiful cultures and also the beautiful uh, dressing styles uh, from different parts of the world. And the hope of this is to have it. Um, we're going to have it at the Markover Center, and we think this will really up Sterling. Uh, be like a leader in showing our university should be more inclusive and diverse. I'm also uh, a part-time um, equality officer at the Student Union for Black and Asian students, and I'm working on the Diversity Week, which is coming up this March, uh, which will try to highlight the different countries, nationalities, and also a lot of companies and organizations that I cater towards, you know, ethnic minorities. And I also believe um, that, you know, Sterling can be a good place for 
all these projects to happen uh, because of the wonderful campus that we have, but unfortunately we don't use these resources enough, and I feel like this could be a good even image for Sterling to show how inclusive and diverse it actually is and not just through the website. And I'm also, I also started this organization with other universities across the UK called Share Your Story, which helps a POC students share episodes of racism or, you know, um, discrimination that they are faced uh, at universities. And the, the aim of this organization is to give them mental health support and resources and also try to, like, get your story to be spread and give them a safe space, you know, to, like, um, feel vulnerable because, you know, it can be hard sometimes to be um, the only uh, type of student in a you know, all white campus, and we're trying to, you know, tell the students that their matters and their stories are being heard. And I'm also um, working with different organizations, for example, um, also with the sanctuary. Uh, one of the goals um, that I'm actually having is trying to have like a scheme for refugees. You know, with the current climate, we have saw that a refugee is not only a title that is given to a certain people of a certain race or from a certain countries. Anyone can be a refugee. And we want to like give this, open this scheme to help people uh, who are, are coming from different backgrounds or from world countries come to Sterling at the Intel office and have like um, teaching English uh, or English section for them to learn. I think this will also be a good uh, image uh, to the university. So if you are looking for a more inclusive and diverse university, please make sure to vote for me on the 14th of March. Thank you very much for listening. And check out my manifesto or um, the State Union website for more information. And stay blessed. Thank you very much for the candidates who could not make it, but without further ado, moving on to Amy. Uh, so we're going to start with the candidates who are here and did make it. So firstly, uh, we're going to introduce the only candidate for VP Comms, uh, Jess Root. is a Tash Miller. So we'll, we'll be moving on to the individual questions for the candidates themselves due to the limited... Introduction. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. My apologies. So two-minute introductions <laughs> for each candidate, uh, starting from VP Comms candidate Jess. So you have two minutes. Um, hello, my name is Jess Reed, and I'm running for VP Communities. Um, many of you recognize me from across the university. I been president of the Sterling Sexual Health Society for the last three years, vice president of debating, who I can see you guys up there, <laughs> and secretary for First Aid Africa, alongside being women's officer last year, and a bunch of other things. I am running to be the communities because clubs and societies is where I've made my home at Sterling. It's where I've met my closest friends, my partner, 
I really feel like I've grown as a person. And what I want to do is I want to rejuvenate clubs and societies after a fucking difficult two years and ensure that clubs and societies is a place where people can feel supported, included, and feel like they can really be themselves and get back to that energy that I'm sure many of the third and fourth years who are here can remember pre-COVID. So I really hope that you guys take a look at my manifesto and focusing on club rejuvenation, tackling student loneliness and a bunch of other issues, but I hope you take a look at it and on Monday and Tuesday say yes to Jess. Thank you very much, Jess. And moving on to the uh, president candidate, Anastasia, you have the floor. You have two minutes. Uh, hi, everyone. Thank you for coming. I'm Anastasia Mendini. I'm running as well as student union president. And I'm not going to into too deep into my manifesto because I feel like we have a lot of questions and, you know, we'll answer that later. But basically, I'm running for student union president because I want to close the gap between the university and students as two distinct bodies. I want to bring everything to, together and bring societies together, clubs and sports clubs and students as well, to create solidarity and a safe space for everyone. And of course, m my three main points would be so to focus on students and student engagement and the inclusion and the celebration of all the peoples and sustainability. I want to work a lot on the sustainability of campus. And yeah, so next week, if you want an amazing president, make sure to vote for me or come to my stall as well. And thank you. Moving on to the second candidate, Tash, you have the floor. Hi guys, uh, I'm Tash, I'm a fourth year social policy student. I've been the president of the rowing club for three years. I've been on sports exec for three years and I've also been sports participation and engagement officer for two years. Um, I've been asked about 3,000 times this week why I'm not running for sports president. And fundamentally, I believe that uh, there's more to Sterling than sport. That takes hell of a lot for a sports student to say. Um, but I do believe we've got an incredible sporting community and I want to take that and approach the union holistically and give those experiences that we have in the sports union to every student and to do that I'm running on four key points it's transparency advocacy safety health and well-being I'm sure we'll explore those later on uh, but Monday Tuesday make sure you make a fantastic choice about Tash for student union president so moving on to the third candidate that's present here today for the pre union president Callum Thank you. Uh, so I'm Callum Brown, I'm currently your Vice President of Education at the Students' Union and what a thrill the last year has been in this role. It's been absolutely amazing and I believe I can take this knowledge and experience forward going as Union President candidate. If you vote for me, then there's no time even spent building relationships with key members of staff to have those important discussions. And like the other candidates, I don't want to delve into the manifesto too deeply because it is all available online. But I have six key points to go over very briefly. We've got ageing accommodation, we've got developing our discipline and gender-based violence policies, we've got increasing our inclusivity and accessibility, we've got modernising our mental, wealth, uh, mental health and wellbeing, we've got strengthening our sustainability and transform our travel. And the reason it's six is because I believe these six are the strongest points needing change at this university. And if this is a manifesto you can back, then please avoid the frown Keep with Brown on the 14th and 15th of March.
All right, so we're uh, going to start with some questions. So you've got about a minute and a half to um, answer, and we're going to start with Jess. All right, ready. <laughs> so your manifesto mentions a housing reform. How would you propose that would function, and how would you involve um, industrial action against uh, accommodation services? Thank you, that's a great question. Thank you, I came um, up with myself, thank you. So, <laughs> the housing changes I would like to make is about the housing forum that would operate the same way as we see module reps. So you would get a housing rep per block, per building, alongside having private renter representation. And essentially it would function as the module rep program runs, where you get invited to meetings where you can make you can help us make decisions democratically, you can get involved, you can bring your issues that your housing block is facing or your private renters are facing, and it would work to ensure that we have a bit of transparency on the decisions being made around housing, and as well advocate for students and really embolden them to be able to engage in industrial action when needed, because obviously, for example, um, student housing is not always reliable, and if industrial action is needed, then that's what should be taken. And what I think the union should ensure is that students are supported through some sort of housing forum to ensure there's collective action, which is supported by us as sabbaticals. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jess. Uh, next question to Anasta Anastasia is, as, pre as president, you hope to er erase student poverty. Um, one of the actions you have uh, proposed on your manifesto is free bus rides. Um, how will you enact this since First Bus is a private company and under 22-year-olds already receive free bus travel via the Scottish government? Well, it's a shame that only under 20 years old, uh, 22 years old can use this uh, free bus service because I turn, I'm going to turn 22 in three months and the scheme has been developed in January, so I have only just a few months to um, enjoy it. And I'm sure with like a good communication we can achieve that, also because there, I've looked through different uh, campuses and different universities across uh, Scotland and England, and some of them have this, also either by making some private shuttles by the university or just finding basically uh, first bus with a sort of student card. Also because UL only goes from here to town or from town to here and it's just very annoying going on the bus with the other rucksack and looking 20 years old and the bus guy is like, oh, have you got your student card on you? And I mean, of course I'm going to do university to study. I'm not going there to play golf or something. So I think that's very important and I'm sure we can achieve that by just working with local authorities. Thank you very much. You're up. Um, your slogan is putting uh, the student back into the student union. Are you implying that uh, the student union has not performed well in the past recent years? Great question. Oh, Controversial. <laughs> Jumping right in there. Absolutely not. Um, it is a little bit of a lenient take, I'll give you that one. Um, but absolutely not. I think the Students' Union um, is one of the only uh, places on campus that you're going to get that representation. Um, I do think the university um, pulls the union away from representing students in its best way. It manages to get itself caught up in the most ridiculous kind of arguments, and the union then has to defend the university, and that then pulls us um, away from representing students. Um, I think the last couple of years in particular, um, there's, there's been, been quite a lot of buzz 
around issues that are non-issues. Um, and universities and unions across the UK have lost sight of who they're representing. Um, it's students, um, but fundamentally that slogan comes back to the university. Um, we're here as students. The, pro the primary purpose of a university is for students, um, not corporate. Um, and I really fundamentally believe that the university needs to be reminded of that, and the union can go a long way in helping the university to remind them where their priorities are. Thank you very much, Tash. Uh, and final question to Callum. As part of your manifesto, you mentioned removing or replacing fossil fuel companies from career services. Um, how would you respond to students saying that, um, I want, uh, for example, last year there was the motion to get rid of JP, JP Morgan from the career services. Um, how would you respond to students saying they want to work for those companies? Or like, do you feel that that would are you taking away options from students that want to do it? No, absolutely. That's a great question, and thank you very much. Uh, yeah, everyone has the right to choose, obviously, the option that they want. In terms of being a union that advocates for students' rights, I do think it's best that we try and at least offer alternatives, and that's what I mentioned in the manifesto. And as I said personally, I respect the right for people that do choose to go to work there. If that's your best career option, then brilliant. You know, that is your career path. And I would be more than happy to open it up to a student consultation uh, to allow that balance uh, and get it right for every student. Thank you very much. So now we've, you know, we've done the somewhat important part. Now we're going to get really down to the business. Okay, so we've got rapid-fire questions or statements. So, Sta so statements. My apologies. Statements. So, Jess. So each each candidate yep. will each candidate yep. will respond, and then you. Do I get all the rapid-fire questions at once? Straight. That rapid. Oh, yeah. That's rapid. I mean, oh, come on. Geez. Yeah. Right. Right. Sorry. Here we go. I might add also, if the audience want to play along, if you just go to menti.com on your phone, get them out, get them out, get them out, and you see that little four-digit code at the top? Well, eight-digit code, two sets of four digits. If you enter that into menti.com, you can play along and choose um, the answers. Can okay. I answer? Yes. Go. Face to face or online? Face to face. Face to face. Easy. Easy. Mm -hmm. Quick. Easy. Let's see. What's what's everybody else saying? Oh, face to face. <laughs> Seems yeah. to be the popular choice. Each hand I'm sergeant. Face to face. Online. What are we going with? What are we going with? Can I say hybrid? Hi oh. Oh. oh, not an option. Not an option. Type one. Face to face. Face to face. Face to face. Tash. Face to face. Face to face. Face to face. Face to face. But there we go. Oh, well, I was going to end with my answer, but yeah, face to face. Same face to face. Online definitely increases accessibility to education, though. Manifest the point in there. <laughs> there we go. And moving on to the second one. It is the second one is the. So the second one is. James. Not one. <laughs> there is no oh, second. What is the best pub in Sterling? Oh, Kelly's kangaroo. Oh. That's, that is absolutely. Anastasia? Naked Sam. 
fast. I'm an Australian, so I'm going to have to go with kilted kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be kilted kangaroo. Represent the Aussies there. Right, let's have a look. The vibes. It's the vibes. Oh, Nikki Dan. 15 years. Oh, did you? What? For um, six months. Have you ever done the quiz, Nikki Dan? Oh, he's getting represented. Curly Coo is an option. Is Curly Coo an option? Yeah. Oh, I've never been there. Curly Coo is great for an Australian. Well, it's kind of an old club. I don't think it's an old man's club. It's an old man's club, isn't it? Yeah. We did the. We have a few members of the older generation here. Yeah, don't steal that. Morrison. Morrison is good. How is City Wall so far down? City Walls is expensive, but you get a student discount. Oh, no, there must be definitely going to be more. So rapid, they're gone. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They're done. Do you want to do the other ones as well? Do the other ones, yeah. 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 All right. Um, right, so we, we still have a few more, but I'm, I'm afraid we can't let you answer for these because, you know, we're broke. <laughs> yes, the free trial only allows, allows two. Um, okay, so we've done best of yeah. Union, is it better than Scran? What we say? Union's better than Scran, yeah. Union. Oh, by far the union. 100%. 100%. 100%. Right answer? Right answer, yes. It's also somewhere else. Uh, the fourth one. Living in town is better than living on campus. Um, I've only lived in town. So in town, probably. In town. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, in town. In town. Gaffs are better on campus, but it's easier to get home when you live in town. So I'll say town. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> That's such a good answer. Uh, campus for the experience. Right. And finally, would you consider yourself a big name on campus? <laughs> are you, you going to put your ego up like that? You know what? For Reclaim Sterling, I am a big name. Well, there, there you go. go. I don't think I have a big name, but I just think I have like a kind of physical appearance. Like I always go around with my North Face like jacket, <laughs> as if I'm climbing in Dumaya in three seconds. So I don't think I've got a big name, but maybe I don't know. Big jacket. <laughs> Sports union gives us a little bit of an ego, so I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope in the achievements we made as a union in the last year, you can put a face that is so humble. All right, thank you. That's a rapid questions. I'd like to point out, last year we had, I think most people say no, so it's there's clearly been a Transparency. Transparency. You know. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's what we like to see. <laughs> right, so now moving on to the actual audience questions. So feel free to ask questions, we'll moderate them, we'll give the candidates one and a half minutes to respond. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, for all of you, um, 
As the current disability officer, I have received a lot of complaints about the quote-unquote accessible accommodation from um, toasters not being able to be reached, ETC, to sockets not being in the right place. If you're elected, how will you seek to tackle the accessible problems in flats? We'll start from Callum. You have one and a half minutes to respond. Sure. Uh, thank you very much, first of all, Lewis, for your question. Uh, I think even it's shocking, the systemic issues, even in the new buildings of accommodation. These were built after the Equality Act in 2010, and they're still not up to standard. So, as your union president, we'd definitely be advocating for some of the exact points Lewis is saying uh, in terms of accessibility, but right down to even the cost of uh, accommodation. Just now the university is in swings and roundabouts of where it wants to go with the cost, and I honestly believe it should be, for example, the lowest, Polworth House, that should be the price for at the most for accessible uh, students that need accessibility. But I believe we can get this down further. So yeah, absolutely, you can, you can trust me with that. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, again, Lewis, thank you for that question. And I'd echo Callum and say the systemic nature of the problem is atrocious. And um, we're seeing it across the UK. And, you know, Sterling is, you claims to be a leader in a lot of areas. And this is one that it certainly cannot claim that. Um, the fact that this is something that comes up every single year um, in itself is horrific and for students who need that accessible council um, accommodation it must just be really tiring so again lobbying the university and forcing their hand um, to make these changes forcing them to come in line with the equalities act um, is a basic priority um, i'd go out on a limb and say for everyone but um, you know forcing the university's hand they're not giving them an option to get away with basic discrimination Anastasia? Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, accessibility is a massive problem, not only in accommodation, but throughout a variety of things. For example, the union website or many other platforms, they're not as accessible as I think we would like them to be, or even students' names. Uh, I think we should adapt also a kind of text audio next to students' name because that could increase accessibility. But anyways, like for accommodation, in terms of accommodation, we have to talk with experts. There's nothing that we can do in relation to coming out just with our ideas. We have to work with who knows this stuff and just this has to be done by working with local authorities and businesses and look at the best examples, I think, also around Scotland and England. I feel like there's always this kind of, I'm scared of look out for someone who does it better than me because we don't want to look out to be lower. So I think we have to look out for examples and work with them. Finally, Jess, one thank and a half you. minutes. Uh, thank you for the question again. Um, I'd like to tackle this issue to accessibility twofold. Firstly, through um, pushing for improvements to be made faster. They've not been made at the rate that they should be. And if we need to push the university through quote unquote severe actions, such as suggesting students who are in accessible accommodation don't pay as much until these accessibility improvements have been made, then I'd be willing to push for that. 
And secondly, uh, through the Housing Forum, I'd like to develop a dis disabilities working group alongside disabled students living in accommodation and the disabilities officer to actually work together to look for these solutions. I don't think there's been enough to bring in um, students with disabilities to actually talk to them. I think there's been a lot of back and forth via email, and I think we need a working group to address this and ensure it's actually been tackled head on rather than via email a lot of the time. Question, um, Nella, and I just want to acknowledge that you've done a fantastic job this year. So it'd be great to come after you for any of us. Um, in response to that question, I think um, campus-wide, university-wide collaboration um, is something that I could really bring to the table. I have an excellent grasp on how the sports union works in particular. Um, I think the sports union, we tend to stay um, a little bit isolated from the rest of campus, um, but pulling um, them together so that it's not the same students, it's not the same group of people working to decolonize um, education and to you know, create um, uh, a faster recognition um, as a university of sanctuary. So pulling in um, much larger groups and um, pulling in groups from different sects that uh, maybe wouldn't get involved naturally um, so that we've got a much larger working group and a much bigger voice for these issues um, as well. That would be my contribution. Uh, Anastasia? Yeah, thank you, Nella. I believe that I can bring three things, essentially. Initiative, I feel like I'm a very creative person and I want to, I want every student to be creative as well and to bring their own initiatives and be welcomed. And my passion for sustainability, I'm very big on the environment, so I would carry on deeply what's going on right now. It's great that we have a student unit that it's uh, carbon neutral and I will work on that and I will expand it across the university if possible and especially across students. I want students to be aware that need to be sustainable. And thirdly, my care for people. I think I'm a very uh, people-focused or orientated person so I feel like I personally care about how people feel and what they need or what they would like to see. Thank you. Uh, Jess? Um, yeah, I suppose similarly to many um, 
previous sabbaticals, I'm passionate for the union, but perhaps differently from some who have come before me. I'm an activist and political student at heart, and I truly believe that what I am bringing is a certain tenacity and determination and a little bit of anger for what needs to be done and for often how our university management treat us. And I think I'm going to be bringing an energy that maybe the university aren't expecting and hopefully, perhaps occasionally, make them shake in their boots a little bit, not just about what we as sabbaticals can do and the union can do, but rather than what the student movement as a collective can do. And I'd like to front that personally as VP Communities. Thank you, and, uh, thank you, Nella, for your question. I absolutely agree with Jess there. You know, I think we've got the bark as a union, but we definitely need to put in the bite. And I think, as your candidate for union president, or sorry, one year candidate for union president, then I believe I can use the experience and knowledge, and you know, very fortunate to be in a position sitting right across Nella for most of the year <laughs> as a sabbatical officer. Very lucky uh, to be able to work with her, but also shadow her uh, in terms of the, the different remits that we both sit on. You know, as Jess is saying, it's time. It definitely is time to bring the bite. Student activists are what make this university. This university is renowned for being a university for reform. Sterling always loves to use the tagline, be the difference. You see it everywhere. But why are we not using the students that are the difference? And I honestly think that's it, the student activists. And I absolutely agree with Jess as well. We need to take all the groups forward to be able to grab the university. By, by the hands effectively and make them do rather than talk. Right, next question. Hi there, guys. Um, my question is this. Are you aware of the recent report by the National Union of Students into student poverty and the deep responsibilities you hold as student union president to help address it? Considering the conclusions of this report, will your policies reflect this? Yes, thank you for the question. Yes, I'm aware of that report, and I read it through before I was writing my manifesto. Actually, a few points were uh, drawn after that report. And essentially, it says that a lot of students are either stressed because of finances or there's a lack of finances. And I think that also looking at the conclusions, I reflect a bit in my manifesto what it says in the report. So my idea of doing a food uh, bank in the university would be to decrease the poverty in students or give a food meal scheme uh, either on weekends or on most like high days and decrease the, the uh, cost of accommodations or at least give some compensation to students or awards and rewards to whoever can do something or whoever wants to be active in the union and deserves it. And Free bus rides, that was another point. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's it. Moving on to Jess. Um, yeah, I did read that report. Um, and I found it disgusting to think that students are struggling so much when we essentially were the backbone of ensuring the country didn't fall apart during the pandemic. Um, and my policies were reflected by and reflected a lot by my own experiences living as a private renter and feeling the stress of shit that fucking energy bill was 300 pounds that's actually a true story got that on uh, over christmas and 
tell you it was horrifying. But yeah, policies that I think reflect that is ensuring to bring about workshops and training for students to be able to know what financial aid is offered by the union and the university. I think sometimes it's kept not as um, big and out there as it should be. You know, you get to fourth year and you talk to someone, they don't know about um, certain financial support that's available. And I want it to be a case that as soon as you enter Stirling, you know what financial support is there and how it can help. And also, obviously, I want to campaign for a 24-7 community fridge. Um, having worked in Tesco and stock control, I know how desperately and how much needed people need those reductions, and I want to bring them to Stirling students to ensure they get the support they need. Yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, absolutely, I've read that report. We've been supporting it as a sabbatical team. <laughs> yeah, shocking. We have been in conversations at the university in meetings, and how on earth, I don't know, but there are staff members that are shocked by that report. And I think that's absolutely crazy. We're not shocked because we know we're the students on the ground. We can see it every day. And I think Nella will know the, the example I'm about to use in, in terms of Matt Crilly, our rally for education at the Scottish Parliament. There's students sleeping in tents outside. No water, no electricity. That, that's absolutely shocking. But it's the systemic issues. It's your commercialisation and marketisation of education. And that is what we've been fighting for the whole year. And I just, yeah. It, absolutely great my cheese that staff members at the university think that either it's shocking uh, sorry it's not it, yeah it's that it's not shocking sorry or that it's overinflated and that just tells you the attitude within scottish higher education so definitely something i would take the bite to i think it can be seen both in the accommodation policies that i have making sure rent matches the scottish living costs and also knowing that the Scottish Government are footing the bill for the under-22 free bus travel. So first bus aren't losing a single goddamn penny. So there's scope to either increase or at least keep the over-22 student discount. But my fear is that they're going to start playing funny games and take money off those who definitely cannot afford it. So absolutely put the trust in me. We'll mm -hmm. fight for this. Uh, I'd love to answer that question. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much for that question. Um, I think fundamentally we need to go back with that report to understand that um, this is a, a, a national issue. It's a government issue. Um, it's a private company that supplies us with our SaaS. Um, and every single month I'm grateful for that SAS coming into my bank account. It's not enough to get me out of my overdraft, but I hope every month that it will. Um, it's a university responsibility to be lobbying the government. As a union, we lobby the university. We do lobby the government, but it's a university's responsibility to look after their students. They are turning education into a commodity. Jerry McCormack has absolutely no grasp on teachers' poverty or students' poverty. He sits on his bankroll, his payroll, every single month and has, is so out of touch with these students that are living paycheck to paycheck, not even, barely getting by. A lot of students, as Callum mentioned, living in tents. Um, so I'll be taking on the university um, with, with Jess. <laughs> There's no one else. <laughs> um, to make sure that it's a university responsibility, to make sure that the university is doing their part and not letting their students fall into poverty. I think it, it's a basic, basic advocacy issue, and the university is really failing its students. Thank you. 
Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Didn't forget, you just... Um, can I ask a question to one candidate only? You can, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, this one's for Callum. Uh, you have said a few times that you already established connections through your current position. So I'm asking, can you give examples of how these connections have been beneficial for supporting student interests and campaigns in the past year? And if elected, what will you do to make sure that you remove that barrier so that those coming after you don't need those connections to begin with? Absolutely. Thank you very much for a great question. First example I want to jump right into is our quarantine hotels situation that we saw last summer. So this was literally a few weeks into the job. Nella and Alison were both on their zero weeks that they had to take, so it was just myself and the sports president at the university at the time, so very much fell on our desk. And it had to be a constructive discussion because going at it, firing from the hip, wasn't the way forward for students. So Liam Spillane, the commercial director, was in charge of the quarantine hotels, and very much these were one-on-one -on -one conversations, absolutely honest, everything on the table, making sure that we got the best rights and points for students and thankfully we got to an amazing uh, in, in terms of my kind of thoughts an amazing deal for students where they didn't have to pay a penny or if things were paid then it was reimbursed so that was just one contact for the university of sanctuary we've got neville wiley who's been on board from day one but it's not perfect it's at a stage where it kind of works but it doesn't work fully for the refugees so again it's about pushing that contact we've established it the door is open and is talking constructively to get to our points. There's no point going straight in, firing from the hip, as I said. And in terms of passing it on to whoever's after me, whether that's after VP education or whether that's after union president, then it's important about the handover. And I think the, hopefully the lucky aspect that any of us will get is a face-to-face -face handover instead of a lot, which ours was, was virtual, so it's hard to gauge interests and contacts. So absolutely, my handover will be large no matter what happens in this election. Is that for all the candidates? All the candidates, yeah. Uh, thank you for that question. It's a really good one. Um, obviously, I have discussed the housing form at length. I want that to increase and ensure transparency in housing decisions, specifically around rent, around improvements. I want every decision made on housing to be as open and transparent as possible, because I think the deals that are being made uh, behind the scenes aren't always for us. And it's treated as if we're um, a second thought in regards to those decisions. So personally, as VP communities, that's what I really want to focus on. Uh, more generally, I want to increase transparency around, you know, I want students to be able to engage with management, essentially. I want there to be an opportunity for us to be able to work with them more widely and actually be able to ask 
ask them account for, to account be accountable for their actions. Um, this is in regards to the way they treat activists, the way they treat um, the issue when they get bad publicity, because oftentimes when they get bad publicity, the way they do is just they feck over the activists involved. And I want to ensure that there's transparency around that. And if they are, you know, perhaps having private meetings with people who are involved in projects that those transparent meetings are always recorded. Um, I know myself, I have had, haven't had the best experiences with management in that regard. And I think if there was transparency and if those meetings were recorded, then there would be different outcomes for what happened. So th those are just some of the ways. I hope that answers your question. Um, thank you for the question. I think transparency is very important, and the way I would Im improve or at least implement it would be by actually using the officers that we have. We have at least 18 to 16 officers. Half of the positions right now are empty, and officers are very important in developing a good student life. For example, they represent a specific part of your student life, either accommodation or uh, academic or financial or health and well-being. So I want to implement actually the officers and being available at least once a week for all the students straight away for whatever they need to. And of course, as sabbatical positions or sabbatical officers, so who, the people who actually are behind the stage, there must be uh, meetings and a proper conversation with whoever is dealing and managing all the universities. So of course we said, well, the great vice uh, chancellor, but he's never here. So of course we have to implement the meetings and get in touch and show also what the outcome is to the students. So they can also give a feedback, and we can look at that and just keep doing the loop and keep, keep improving the situation for everyone. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for that question. Uh, transparency is um, the first point of my manifesto, and it's number one for a reason. Um, and it's not just because T is the first letter of my name. There was more to it than that. Uh, it's fundamentally because there's absolutely zero transparency between the university and its students. Jerry McCormack could have snuck into this room, um, and we could do a Mentimeter, and most of you wouldn't recognize him. Um, I wouldn't recognize him. I only uh, met him for the first time this year. Um, but I'd love for you guys to be able to hear what he says behind closed doors. We sat in an academic council yesterday, and our vice chancellor, Jerry McCormack, directly denied that there is a gender pay gap at this university for our lecturers. It exists. It is there. Um, if he can say that in a private meeting, what's he saying when students aren't involved? What else is he denying? I can guarantee you that this man probably denies that student poverty exists. I'd love for him to be sitting in this lecture theatre and being interrogated the way we are. But he's not. He doesn't want to do it. If he did, he'd be answerable to students. But he isn't coming, so what's he hiding? What are the rest of our university leaders hiding? If they've got nothing to hide, they shouldn't have an issue coming down here and letting us ask the same questions that you guys are asking us tonight. We've got nothing to hide. We'll sit here and answer any question that you have, but we're not in charge of the university. We're not being paid 250,000 pounds to sit in an office that we don't know where it exists. We don't know where it is. So I'd love to have him down here answering your questions and explaining what he does. That's transparency for me.
Absolutely, I think every candidate has nailed it on its head. Uh, transparency at this university is absolutely shocking, from the top right down to the bottom of the university pay structure. Nell and I sit in multiple meetings, Tasha is obviously the, the remit and transparency to sit on academic council, but that's just one of them. Our discipline cases for students that are either going through as a reporting or responding student aren't even allowed to be recorded for that student's evidence purpose. And you know why? The official quote unquote line is because we don't want to be made into memes. Literally, that's the quote unquote line. Okay, so if that's, that's the attitude we've got at this university, how are we going to go forward? How are students going to be protected? How do they know what's been written up in the official letters is what they actually said in the meeting? So we need to open up the transparency. We need to use the students. There's only so much we as sabbaticals can push for. It's why we have our motions in the Constitution. We need the students to push it forward, to bang it on the university's desk and go, there you go. The students are asking for it, so now you cannot deny it. Any more questions? Liam? <laughs> I was just going to ask, like, to gauge your guys' feelings on the recent industrial action and just industrial action in general. Um, <laughs> obviously, to a large degree, uh, teacher conditions are student conditions. I completely get that. But do you think that <laughs> do you think there's a possibility of teachers' interests and students' interests ever diverging? And what do you think your role as the union president potentially would be if those interests were to diverge? Like, do you see your um, main responsibility as representing students in that case, even if that means potentially going against uh, industrial action? Uh, we'll start with Cal. Yeah, thank you for another great question. Uh, as you can see, hopefully from the union support already, we're 100% on support with staff in terms of the current UCU strike. We've seen that from the action that took place in the 2nd of March, again, using our student activists to make the point, because if they're not making the point, what is the point? Going forward, though, I think we definitely need to obviously watch where both memberships are lying. For us as a student's union, it is 100% the students first in terms of we need to look after our membership. But I actually, in my opinion, I don't think they'll diverge. Both have the same systemic issues, and that's commercialisation and marketisation of education. Yeah. Um, I fundamentally agree with that. Um, I, I don't really believe that the, the um, intention of teachers and students is going to um, divert too heavily. Um, I think students and teachers are living in um, the same conditions, uh, which, which is quite scary and you know quite quite a daunting thought to think of. Um, Again, I, I go back to the Academic Council yesterday because it, it was a really concerning meeting, listening to our university leaders discuss this issue. Um, one of our lecturers um, brought this up and said, why do we have to keep striking? Why can't the university just like, move on? Why can't you just fix it? 
um, and you know a couple of um, the university leaders, Lee Sparks um, and, and Jerry McCormack, um, both both kind of had the same answer, and that was, well, we, we did. You know, we increased the pensions. We increased the pay. They did, yeah. They're, they're not lying. They did. But they did that at a rate of 2020 inflation, um, we, when it was at its absolute lowest. Um, it's now quite a few percent higher. Um, so they've actually decreased the pay, um, in a sense. So they've made the issue considerably worse. Um, and that affects students, and that's, that's going back again to the issue that, as a university, we're here to educate people, and we're here to study, we're here to learn. You can't do that if you don't have a lecturer. I think in the last, I've been here for four years, um, and I worked it out with a pal the other day, um, that I'll have had about four and a half weeks of undisrupted learning, or we'll have had four and a half weeks of undisrupted learning since the start of our first year. That's not our lecturer's fault, that's our university's fault because they don't care if you're a student or you're a lecturer, a lecturer. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to challenge them and force them into looking after people that they should already be looking after. I absolutely want to prevent that. I think the university is one body, so we are students and teachers. It's not possible that teachers have to strike, because if you are a teacher, you love education and you want to spread the education to people. So why would you have to stay at home because you're not having what you receive, like you don't receive, concretely receive what you actually deserve? So I want to work with students and all these staff members. Actually, when there was uh, the industrial strike last week, there was the big circle with all the students and staff, and it was great. You can see that it's possible. Students and staff care for each other. I mean, otherwise the solidarity space was not going to be built up, and all the strike was not going to come out. So staff and teachers and students can come together, and as a student president, of course, I could represent that. I could take, collect all the ideas and take all the actions that are needed to improve happiness, both for us as students and also for teachers who do this job because they love it. Because education is so important for us, but also for like, them, because they learn also every day. So in my last four years at university, I've taken part in every single part of industrial action. Uh, two years ago, I went to the UCU strike against um, staff cuts. Last month, I went to the UCU strikes. In 2020, I helped uh, fundraise for students who had been um, fined over occupying Jerry's office during the last UCU strikes. Um, so yeah, I am absolutely, undeniably certain that industrial action will continue until we can get the action we need. Um, but what it's shown me over the last four years is there's two truths of this university. Firstly, this is an oligarchy where the ruling class is the management and they're giving us the crumbs of what they have. And secondly, they lie to us. They tell us that if we get a university degree, if we work hard and strive, we will raise our standard of living beyond what we could have experienced previously. That's a lie, because we can see it in our lectures, that even if you work hard beyond what you could imagine, you're not going to get it unless get what you deserve unless you fight against that ruling class. So absolutely, I will continue industrial action with the support of students and staff as one, not separately.
Um, James, you have a question? This is our transparency here. We're recording the whole event. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, just to sort of uh, finish off this event, I just want to do one of my uh, favourite hobbies, and that is lower the tone a little bit. So, um, I just want to ask a question to the whole panel. Uh, do we think that there are more wind, uh, wheels or doors? Oh, no! What, what, wheels or doors? Who's going to start your music? Uh, Jess, you can start. I was debating this today, and I am a passionate doors advocate. Oh. There's definitely more doors. There's not. There's more doors in this world. And, and honestly, I started counting them in the house, and there was more doors in that house. So it says that for every house. <laughs> I mean, James, if you go through Cottrell, you can see a door every meter. So, of course, there are more doors in here than we have. drive down the uh, A1. <laughs> 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 five doors. have no doors. Technically, they have six doors if you include the glove compartment as a door. If we're going to be using examples, I'd like to bring us back into this room right now. We can count the doors and we can count the wheels, and I am firmly on wheels as sides. No, it's definitely got to be doors for me. But, but I actually prefer doors. Doors open opportunities, and this is what this should do for you. I would argue, I would argue that wheels take us places, and wheels take us into the future. Doors because they can be cool colours. <laughs> we're nearing the end of the event. Uh, thank you so much for the candidates for attending and for the audience itself as well. You've been wonderful, you've been civil, it's been amazing. <laughs> Except James. <laughs> uh, Due to the limit, limited number of candidates that we have today, uh, we'd like to, we'd like to uh, present you the opportunity to have a short closing statement for each role. So, Jess, you can start. It's going to be really difficult choosing between me and Ron, but I hope I have convinced you <laughs> that I will do a good job as VP Communities, and please vote for me on Monday and Tuesday. So yes, Jess. Um, well, I don't really know what to say, but I think my manifesto is quite cool and it reflects what you guys want and especially, I don't know, some cool, nice points. So, but anyways, if you have more questions, come to my stall next week on, Sun, on Monday and Tuesday and don't be a mini vote for Mendini. <laughs> Um, I would really hope that I've gotten across my passion for students this evening and my disdain for university management. Uh, so if you'd like to see Jerry knock down a peg or two, uh, vote Tash, make a fantastic choice, and I promise that I will be representing you every single day. Hopefully after tonight you've heard enough from us, the candidates, so it's now up to you, the students, to use your democratic right to vote. Hopefully as a union you've seen that we use you, the students, as the activists, our power, our drive forward. So 
hopefully that's what you can instill with me, some experience, some knowledge, some trust, and someone that's tried and tested and already been through it. So let's take it forward with that momentum. And on the 14th and 15th of March, avoid the frown, keep with bread. Thank you very much, folks, for attending. Uh, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to, special thanks to the podca uh, Podcasting Society for recording it. <laughs> special thanks to Nella for attending and also Rosamund for helping us organize this event. And for James for being a wonderful persona. Thanks for Yanni for taking the photos for our society's publicity. And special thanks to the candidates. Uh, so hopefully Rosen, Rosamund sorry, doesn't mind me saying this and news might have spread, but this is actually Rosamund's last ever elections here at the Student Union. Uh, she is leaving after the elections on the 18th of March to go on to Pastures New. So from all of the candidates, I'm sure from everyone and all the previous candidates and members of the Student Union, a massive thank you for your absolutely determined and passionate role for representing the students' rights and democracy. Dates. So voting opens on Monday the 14th at 9 a.m. Make sure you vote. Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> voting, voting closes uh, on Tuesday 15th of March at 6 uh, 6:15 p.m. And make sure you get everyone to vote because they, we need, we want to we want to have an active union. We want to turn out high. <laughs> The result will be on the se seven, at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday, the 15th of March. And good luck to all of the candidates. The Sturpod Network from the University of Stirling Podcasting Society. Find out more at www.stirpod.co.uk